Welcome to another episode of The Raven Narratives. I'm Sarah Severson. And I'm Tom Yoder, and together we co-produce The Raven Narratives. The story you're about to hear was told by Bailey Carlson in February at the Durango Arts Center and Sunflower Theater when our theme for the night was love. Bailey is a proud Colorado native and outdoor enthusiast. When she's not hiking, skiing, or adventuring with her dog, you can find her at open mics performing spoken word poetry or stand-up comedy. Here's Bailey's story. I was born gay, but I was not born hating myself. That was undeniably learned. You see, I grew up in the church, but I also grew up in the theater, which to many people are seen as very, very clashing lifestyles. In the church, you're taught that a man and a woman are meant to be together. They're meant to love each other and nothing else. And in the theater, you're taught that Regardless of who you love, as long as you love them fully and purely and with your own full heart, that's all that matters. When I was 13 is when I realized that I liked my first girl. Her name was Jessica, and um, we met at the Assembly of God Church. And if you don't know what that is, it's um, where, you know, they, you get filled with the Holy Spirit and you fall down on the ground. And we did have a woman in the back of the church with a flag with a flower on it, and she would just wave it um, during worship. And speaking in tongues, it was weird. Um, but but I, would, I, would, I would wake up and I would get butterflies and I would be so excited and, and I would be like, well, this is what all of my friends were, are talking about, these feelings uh, during sleepovers when they're talking about Channing Tatum and I never felt that and this is what I feel. <laughs> and, and then I would get a sense of dread and a sense of guilt as I would realize that what I was feeling was, was, was wrong. That's what I was taught is that it was, it was wrong. And... And then I started, I would start to pray. And I prayed every day when I was 13 for, for these feelings to go away, the feelings that I was having for a woman. And I, and I shoved them down for, for a long time. And then fast forward to my, my sophomore year of high school, and I met another girl. And... Um, if this tells you anything of how our relationship went, I refuse to say her name, and I'm going to call her Satan. (laughs) So Satan and I (laughs) met, and she found every single vulnerability that I had, every single little thing that I was, I was freaked out about and every little weakness and just maneuvered herself into those cracks and made them larger. And we, we had a little fling for, for about six months. And also during this time, I was sending nude pictures to a guy from my youth group. Thank you. (laughs) 
And I was, I was, so, I was so conflicted because I knew both, I, I felt both things were so wrong, but they both, both felt so right. But at the same time, I was filled with so much guilt and hatred for myself, and I didn't know what to do. And so I ended it with both of them, and one of them became a stalker, Satan, and the other one didn't want anything to do with me. And it's creepy when you have a girl walk up to you years later and sit down with you and go, oh my God, you still smell the same. That's a sidetrack. That's, that's a tangent. But again, I shoved these feelings down. And then we fast forward to my senior year of high school and I fell for my best friend who was dating a guy. And she had been dating him for nine months. And we had a lot of sleepovers together. I, my parents were divorced. I was living with my dad. I didn't like living with my dad. And so I'd spend every weekend at her house. I called it my vacation getaway. And I texted her one day and told her my feelings for her. And she said, oh, my God, I feel the same way. And so one night, in a fit of passion, the sleepover became something different. And she cheated on her boyfriend with me for three months until her mom caught us making out on her couch. And her mom said, you either need to do this for real or you need to end this. And she was ready to do it for real, and I didn't want to do either of those. I just wanted to keep doing what we were doing and keep it a secret. And she broke up with her boyfriend. And we dated in secret for a year and a half. And I kept that relationship hidden for a year and a half. We only told family and close friends. And then eventually her willingness to be out and my unwillingness to be completely out tore us apart and we broke up after a year and a half. And I went back to the church. And not to mention that her and I went to church together, a different church, and on her 18th birthday, the pastor sat us down and told us how terrible of abominations we were and how we were going to hell and that people like us will never be loved by God. And even though I had this passion to stay with her and to tell that pastor, fuck you, I couldn't do it because the candle that burns twice as bright only burns half as long and then I had to prove to my, my pastor at a different, I went to a lot of churches. Um, <laughs> but the pastor at the Presbyterian church that I grew up in, I had to have a meeting with him and prove to him that I wasn't focusing on relationships and that my relationship with Mariah was just a fling. And so I worked at churches and then I got very excited to move to Durango after I got accepted to Fort Lewis College and I was excited to reinvent myself and to just be the person I was meant to be. And then I joined a campus ministry and got a job at a church. <laughs> and then I met Colin. And Colin was the exact opposite of me. He was a guy. But Colin and I met, and he wooed me, and he charmed me, and I hadn't dated anyone since Mariah, so it had been years, three and a half years around there, and I was just excited that someone liked me, finally. And so we started dating, 
and I started wearing things that it was very untypical for me. I started wearing maxi skirts <laughs> and tight shirts, and I had a pixie cut, and I wore necklaces, and if you all look at me right now, that doesn't look like what I would wear. And I started, so I started dressing up, I stopped wearing baseball caps, I started looking more feminine so I could fit his role. And he started looking at engagement rings after two months. And I suddenly came to this reality that this was it. I was either going to marry Colin or I was going to have to face the reality of who I am. And I was more willing to hate myself and be married to a straight man and be accepted than to come out and be hated by some of the people I loved. And he broke up with me outside of my pastor's house after a dinner, and I started crying, and I realized that I was crying not because of the relationship that had ended, but because I knew I had to face myself. And I didn't want to do that. And then in Bailey fashion, I came out to about 90 children's pastors at a conference in Florida. <laughs> and I got some very weird questions like, oh my God, are you practicing celibacy? To which I responded, uh. And... And I wrote a blog about it, and I put it on Facebook, and I had some friends that were like, Bailey, you go, way to go. And then I had people like my roommate that said, don't worry, I won't wear clothes around you that will cause you to stumble. Because all lesbians love all women. And I got kicked out of my campus ministry, the one that I had put my heart and my soul into for the past three years. And I thought they loved me. And they only loved part of me. And I lost friends. And I lost a lot of people that I cared about and that I looked up to. But then I had people like the 70-year-old Texas woman that said, I just read your blog and when I thought I couldn't love you anymore. <laughs> and I continued to go to lots of therapy. And... My therapist is in the audience right now, and she gave me articles, and she gave me facts, and she came to me where I was and told me to love myself no matter the cost, and no matter who hates you, and no matter who rejects you, because the people that love you truly will come to you, and they will love you. And Molly, you tell me to be authentic and to show your love. This is my thank you to you. Because I'm wearing flannel and combat boots, and I have a f mohawk. <laughs> and I wear baseball caps, and I have a flannel for every day of the week, and then some. And I have an incredible girlfriend that loves me for exactly the fucked up person I am. And I just fucking love how gay I am.
Thank you, Bailey, for sharing that story. To pitch your story for a future Raven Narratives event, fill out the contact form on our website at ravennarratives.org. A list of our live storytelling events in 2019 is also on our website on the events page. Subscribe to the Raven Narratives podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and share these stories with your friends. If a particular story makes you laugh, cry, or look at your world with a little bit more clarity, please leave a comment and let us know. Big thanks to our photographer, McCarson Lee of Red Scarf Shots. Check out the portraits of our storytellers on the gallery page of the Raven Narratives website, and be sure to visit her website at redscarfshots.com. And thanks to our fiscal nonprofit sponsor, Mancus Valley Resources. Find out more about the wonderful projects they support in the Mancus Valley of Colorado at mancusvalleyresources.com. The website for buying Raven Narratives tickets, ravennarrativestickets.org, was created by Cortez Web Services. Check out how they can help your business online at cortezweb.com. And our theme music was written and composed by Mo Cooley and performed by Mo and the Motones. Find out more about their music on the Motones Facebook page. That's M-O-E Tones on Facebook. Now for an outtake. (laughs) What are you doing over there? I'm not sure entirely. I'm just... It's a moment-by-moment experience here. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) All right, here we go. Sorry, (laughs) I had to clear my throat. (laughs) I do you off a little. (laughs) (laughs) Just when I was going to start. Little frog in the throat. Okay, go ahead.